Support for this podcast is provided by the Stevie Awards, the world's premier business award programs, including the American Business Awards, the International Business Awards, and the Stevie Awards for Great Employers, which is currently accepting nominations from now through until July the 22nd. Get the national and international recognition that your human resources achievements deserve by nominating your HR team and members who make your organisation a great place to work. Visit steviawards.com slash recruiting future to request the entry kit. That's steviawards.com slash recruiting future. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 280 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Over the past 10 years, I've been on judging panels for a number of different industry awards. This is something that has really helped me appreciate the role business awards play in driving our industry forward by showcasing and celebrating great work. That's the reason I'm working with the Stevies to promote their awards for great employers. To tell us more about the categories and the judging, my guest this week is Michael Gallagher, executive chairman and founder of the Stevie Awards. Michael also talks about the reason he set up the Stevie Awards for Great Employers and shares details about the special awards they've introduced to recognise HR's response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Hi, Michael, and welcome to the podcast. Very uh, great to be here. Thank you for inviting me to be on. An absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Sure. I'm Michael Gallagher. I'm the founder and executive chairman of the Stevie Awards. I created the Stevie Awards in 2002 with the goal of them eventually being recognized as the Oscars for business around the world. And in many quarters, we've come close to achieving that. Um, We currently run eight different Stevie Awards programs uh, annually that attract together more than 12,000 nominations from organizations of all types and sizes in more than 70 nations. We began, the first program I created was called the American Business Awards, uh, which I started to work on in 2002. We staged the first American Business Awards event in New York in 2003. In 2004, we started two more competitions, the the International Business Awards and the Stevie Awards for Women in Business. And we've since created uh, awards programs that recognize achievement in the workplace in the Asia-Pacific region. Um, in German-speaking Europe. Uh, last This year, we created a program for to recognize innovation in the Middle East and North Africa. Uh, we have a, a program to recognize achievement in sales and customer service worldwide. Um, and uh, five years ago, we created a program called the Stevie Awards for Great Employers, which recognizes um, achievement primarily in human resources. And considering... Uh, 
the character of your audience. I, I imagine that's the program we'll talk about most today. Absolutely. And I want to talk about that in, in depth in a second. Before we do, though, obviously, the awards have been a great success and keep growing. Give us a little bit more insight into why you set them up in the first place. Why, why did you want to create the Oscars of the business world? Well, I, I, you know, I believe that all great enterprises, all great businesses come from the intersection of what people know and what people love. And and uh, one of the first jobs I had out of university in the early 1980s was working for a small company in New York City that staged annual film festivals and television awards, radio awards, advertising awards. And I worked at that organization for six years and I loved it. Um, uh, but then my wife and I decided to move out of the New York area, so I had to find something else to do. So, uh, but that was something I, I always was, there was a place in my mind that said to me, you know, we, we, you got to get back to that place at some point. So one of the things I did for a while in the, in the nineties and early two thousands was, was, was work in sales and marketing in the dot-com world. And I decided to leave that in, uh, in 2001 and was thinking about whether I wanted to start a business or, or buy a business. And I thought, well, I always liked doing awards. And uh, but I thought, you know, the world doesn't need any more film festivals or television awards. There's plenty of that. But why isn't there an Oscars for business? Now, you may recall at the time in the early 2000s, there were a lot of business scandals, especially in the U.S. And, you know, when I consulted with people that I had worked with and people that I respected about possibility of starting a business awards program, they almost all said to me, you couldn't possibly have picked a worse time to do this. You know, business is held in fairly low esteem right now. But my nature is to be a contrarian. I thought, well, if everyone thinks this is a bad idea right now, maybe there's something to it and I should do it right now. So, um, yeah, I, I knew how to do it. I knew how to to solicit nominations and organize judging and stage an award ceremony. So, yeah, so I did it. So, you know, when I when I think back on, on how, how difficult the first couple of years were, my, every time I do that, my hair gets a little grayer. Uh, you know, it's, it's quite difficult, you know, because every process that we now take for granted, we had to create from scratch back then. So, you know, it, it, it get obviously with any enterprise, it gets a little easier as time goes on because you're relying on processes that work that, uh, you know, that uh, that have been in place for a long time. And, you know, we didn't have any of that to fall back on in the first couple of years. But, you know, we've, um, you know, uh, it's, it's gratifying to see how quickly in some sectors, um, the awards were accepted. Um, you know, when, when when people say to me, you know, why, you know, we, we have a, a standard list of reasons why we think people should, organizations can, should consider submitting nominations to the awards. But one of the things I recognize is that every organization is different. Um, you know, even organizations of the same size within the same industry will be quite different. Culturally, they'll be quite different. Uh, but we have, you know, we have lots, of, we have eight competitions with lots of categories. Uh, that recognize that you know there's a there's a rainbow of of organization types and industries and cultures around the world and we want to be able to accommodate all of their needs to pursue recognition for their achievements. Tell us specifically about the Great Employers Award. What is it that you're you're recognizing? Why did you create that particular category of awards? We always look for opportunities to recognize people and achievements that otherwise may be neglected. And you know, I, I'm a student of, uh, of business. Uh, I read a lot of business media. I have an MBA. And, you know, it's, if you're a student of business, you know that HR people are among the most um, 
self-deprecating and least recognized people in, in, in the world of business. And um, there just seemed to be an opportunity to create a, a global uh, mechanism for recognizing the achievements of human resources professionals around the world. And, and similarly, to recognize uh, great employers that are driven by the uh, the work and the mechanisms created by those human resources professionals. And of all the programs that we have, that was the the great employers. I spent the most time deliberating what the name of the competition should be. You know, it, it could have been the Stevie Awards for HR achievement or something like that. But you know, I really wanted a name that that stuck out that that stands out. And when you think about what the end result of a great human resources achievement is, it's making an organization a great employer. Um, and when, you know, when I finally said to myself, the Stevie Awards are great employers, you know, all the, all the bells and whistles went off. It was just a name that resonated. And um, I expected that it would become one of our fastest growing competitions because I, I, I guess that there was a real hunger for recognition in the HR community. Uh, and, and that's been the case. To clarify, it's not just a single award, is it? You have you have various categories. Oh, we have, we have we, yeah, we have we have a, a, as all of our competitions do. We have a lot of categories, and we have um, a number of category groups. Uh, we have uh, categories for Employer of the Year in in more than thirty different industry segments, and that is the only category group in all eight of our competitions where the results are determined by the ratings of both uh, professional judges and the uh, voting of the of the general public. So the uh, the initial judging in all of our competitions is done by uh, professionals around the world who we uh, invite to participate. Uh, for example, when we open judging for uh, this year's Great Employers Competition this month in, in uh, June 2020, uh, we will invite all of the past judges in the competition to judge again, and we will invite all of last year's winners to be among this year's judges. And each of our competitions typically fields anywhere from 150 to 250 professionals to participate in the judging. In the Employer of the Year categories in this competition, um, we will add to the average score uh, given to the, to the nominations by the professional judges. Um, one full point for every thousand votes that the nominations get from the general public. And by general public, I can mean the, the, uh, the employees of the nominated organization and anyone else that they can get to vote for them. So that's unique among all of our competitions. We also have categories for HR individuals, such as HR executive of the year and training uh, executive of the year. We have 16 of those categories. Uh, other ones include um, benefits or payroll professional of the year, compliance and safety professional of the year, um, human resources IT professional of the year. Um, we've actually eliminated the entry fees for 14 of those 16 categories this year. Um, as with other of our competitions, we found through the first four editions of the Stevie Awards for Great Employers that Organizations were submitting a lot of nominations for the top executives, top HR executives, but not that many for the lower level HR professionals. And as I mentioned earlier, 
uh, we, you know, we guessed that was because they weren't, weren't, weren't willing to pay entry fees for nominations in those categories. So we decided this year to eliminate the entry fees for those categories. So for categories like internal communications professional of the year or onboarding professional of the year or recruiting or talent acquisition professional of the year, uh, organizations can now submit nominations to those categories without having to pay an entry fee. Um, other category groups include uh, HR Achievement of the Year, and some of those categories include Achievement in Coaching and Mentoring, Achievement in Compliance Training, Achievement in Diversity and Inclusion, Achievement in HR Technology, and, and so forth. These awards have been running for a few years now. Tell us the story of some of the past winners. Well, when we look at last year's winners, for example, um, we have uh, in each of our categories and all of our competitions, there's the potential for three levels of awards. Um, in our system across all competitions, judges rate each nomination they uh, they read or view because nominations now can be submitted in video format or text format. Entrants have a choice. They rate each nomination on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the highest score, and they must pr- provide a brief constructive comment uh, on each nomination. And we do make those comments after the results are announced available to, to the nominees. Um, every nomination that receives an average score of at least 7.25 out of 10 um, is recognized as a finalist and will win some level of recognition, gold, silver, or bronze. Um, the highest rated qualifying nomination in a category will receive the gold Stevie Award trophy. Other Qualifying nominations that receive an average score of at least 8 out of 10 receive a Silver Stevie Award medal. And other qualifying nominations that don't receive gold or or silver will receive a bronze medal. Um, In each of our competitions, we have Grand Stevie Award trophies that are conferred. And in the Stevie Awards for for great employers, we confer two, one for Organization of the Year and one for Highest Rated Nomination. And Organization of the Year in the 2019 Stevie Awards for Great Employers went to IBM globally, and we determined that by the number of awards won. The other Grand Stevie for highest rated nomination went to Toyota Motor in Turkey, Uh, and that's literally the highest average score uh, given by the professional judges. Among the other major winners in the 2019 competition included uh, Cisco Systems Worldwide, uh, Advisor Group in the USA, um, and EverRise in Singapore. Other notable winners included um, LNT Technology Services Limited of London, United Kingdom, which is one of the top winners in the Employer of the Year categories, uh, and Globe Telecom in the Philippines. Um, but the you know the list is rather long uh, for each of our competitions each year, and I would encourage your Listeners, if they want to see the full list of winners in any of our competitions, uh, to go to stevieawards.com, or in the case of the Stevie Awards for Great Employers, stevieawards.com slash HR. Obviously, we're talking in June 2020, and we're still very much in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic. How is that making you adapt your your approach to the awards how are you reflecting the the current situation in the awards this year well we went into panic mode fairly quickly because um you know our our most of our revenue comes from the entry fees that organizations uh submit uh, 
or, or in order to submit nominations to our competitions. About 20% of our revenue comes from ticket sales for, for our live awards dinners. And looking out over the, the year in, you know, in February, early March, we realized that that 20% was likely to go away completely. So we, you know, unlike most organizations that are now staging free virtual events via Zoom or some other platform, including free award ceremonies, I was determined that we would not have free award ceremonies, that we'd have to, and we'd have to make them valuable enough that organizations would be willing to pony up some amount of money to participate in them. So we decided to replicate in our virtual award ceremonies many of the features that people love about our live events, which include uh, the red carpet photos and interviews on the red carpet and Except every winner who comes to the stage gets to make an acceptance speech and and informative videos we produce about each winning organization. So we are replicating that in our virtual award ceremonies, and uh, we're we're off to a pretty good start in actually selling uh, reservations for those events. Um, the the other thing that we've we look to do uh, is to support you know our community of organizations around the world that participate in our events, which we know, even if they're not directly impacted, you know, if they're in a software industry, for example, their, their revenue may actually be fairly stable this year. But we know that in many cases, their customers are hurting tremendously, uh, whether they're consumer or business to business companies. Um, so we wanted to create some categories that would recognize their responses to the, to the pandemic. And a few weeks ago, we added a six COVID-19 response categories to the CV Awards for Great Employers. And those do not have entry fees. And I can tell you what the names of those six categories are. They are uh, Most Valuable Employer, which will recognize the achievements of employers during the COVID-19 pandemic to keep their employees working, paid, safe, and informed. Uh, Most Valuable HR Team. Most Valuable HR Professional. Most Innovative Work From Home Plan. Most innovative workplace redesign. You know, every organization that's expecting employees to come back to the workplace uh, is going to have to you know, redesign their workspace in some in some way to uh, to address the need for for uh, cleanliness and social distancing in the workplace. And and finally, most innovative use of HR technology during the pandemic, which would recognize innovative new uses of existing HR related technology programs and media during the pandemic to keep employees productive, trained, informed, or, or safe. Uh, we've added similar categories to our International Business Awards, and we'll also add them to our Stevie Awards for Women in Business program, which will open for entries, uh, which will have its first entry deadline in July. So final question, how do people actually enter the awards? Talk us through the, just, just talk us through the process. Well, we would encourage anyone who's interested in learning about any of our eight programs to visit. And each of the program has its own website, which are indexed through the main site, which is stevieawards.com, is to visit the individual program websites. For example, for the Stevie Awards for Great Employers, that's stevieawards.com slash HR. And typically, there's a form on the homepage or a link to a form on the homepage where someone can request the entry kit. And we, we advise everyone to do that. Fill out a little form, which is basically not much more than your your email address, and uh, request the entry kit, which will be auto-emailed to you right away. Requesting the entry kit does not oblige an individual organization to submit nominations. 
It basically just sends them a, 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 a digital brochure that lists all of the categories available, what the submission requirements are for the categories, uh, how to submit the nominations through our website, how to pay the entry fees if there are entry fees for the categories they want to enter. And it has other things like how the judging process works, uh, what the complete calendar for a particular edition of a competition is, um, some tips on how to prepare great nominations and so on. So, I, we, you know, it's possible to submit a nomination without requesting an entry kit. Basically, all the information that's in the entry kit is on the website. Uh, but it's a, but it's it's a good, concise, one-document overview of a competition and how to participate if, if someone decides that they'd like to do that. Michael, thank you very much for talking to me. My pleasure. Thanks for having me today. My thanks to Michael Gallagher. Just a reminder that if you want to find out more about the Stevie Awards for Great Employers, go to steviewardscom slash recruitingfuture. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts or via your podcasting app of choice. Please also follow us on Instagram. You can find the show by searching for Recruiting Future. You can also listen and subscribe to the show on Spotify. You can find all the past episodes and search them at www.recruitingfuture.com. On that site, you can subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next time and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.